are you carrying on? With nine dollars left, there's not far to go. Not through this time of cold and snow. You could help us back to two a week. Me, the bold. Isaac, the meek. That's wrong! <laughs> Patreon.com slash shame city. You got a bit annoyed there. I did, I don't like being called meek. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 55 of That's a Shame. Sounds very official. Sounds like you're about to break some bad news. Last week you had a go at me for being (laughs) too loud and too up. Not loud, just yeah. I thought that you were forcing advertising. So I figured, fuck it, I'll deliver it like a eulogy. Dower! Great (laughs) news. Well, here we are. Who are you? I'm Declan. I'm Isaac. And together, we're That's That's a Shame. shame. Haven't said that in a while. No. How's life? It's, uh, well, not not incredible. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, I'm sat next to a window that is the portent to my very damp future. Oh, yeah. Um, You're going to be walking all over that rainy day, (sighs) don't you? Yes, but otherwise not too sad. It snowed here, didn't it? How was that for you? It did. Uh, it was annoying. In fact, really, <laughs> God, you're so really Scrooge-esque. Annoying. Well, normally I absolutely adore snow. Mm. But you see, the thing is, is this year it happened on the two days that meant that it cost me about £200. Why? Because... Uh, as I discovered to my Do you think dismay, you have to pay the sky <laughs> yeah. for offering you snow? Thanks. Thanks, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, because... The real money spinner of my tutoring career is these football academies. And of uh, course, yeah. when it snows, they all shut. And this was their last week for four weeks anyway. Oh, no. they break up for Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, they've all cancelled. It's funny how there's two sides to every story, because I bet they at the football academy were like, it's a Delighted. Christmas miracle. <laughs> but there you are, just inundated by poverty all of a sudden. But uh, the, the snow itself, if we take Delightful. it as an objective thing, was, was lovely. I threw one snowball. I tried to throw on our balcony and it went on a different balcony. So I just ran away. (laughs) But also there were some little snowmen dotted around the garden. That was very sweet. One of them was like just getting gradually more lopsided. One of them was sponsored by Costa. Of course. We kept some snow in the freezer because now it's all gone. So we're like in the same way that supply and demand is working in the kind of Bitcoin market as they move towards an inevitability where the finite 14 million, I think, is the amount of coins you can possibly have. Right. Something like that. In the same way, as we get further and further away from this snow, that's going to be worth, let me tell you, oh, white you. gold. <laughs> <laughs> that's our future that's in that freezer. <laughs> We're going to start handing it out to the children of Collindale. $20 a gram. I know, it sounds like that's drugs. Good. You make it sound like this terrible program we watched last night about oh, the world's most expensive presents. That was an absolute attack on... Everything that it means to be a human. <laughs> What's that? A gold-plated bike. There was a man who was just his job. He was clearly a very stupid man. They all, well, they were all yeah, very actually stupid people. true. They were uniformly very very thick, and that's not an attack. But in the context of how much money they have, it does seem 
I mean, to illustrate something. It was like yeah. a clear metaphor, not even a metaphor, just the actuality of super richdom. But his job, he'd started this business. He was from the UK and he'd somehow started a shop in Dubai where all they did was sit around thinking of items. Then they'd choose one and cover it in gold. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and people were paying, someone bought a bike for, what was it, a quarter of a million pounds Fucking mm-hmm. bullshit. There was a million pound watch. There was a poker set with Stingray inlay. <laughs> Stingray inlay, the Bojack that. Horseman <laughs> yeah. character. Sounds like one of the films that yeah. Princess Stingray Carol... Stingray inlay. Sting... Courtney Portnoy in the Stingray inlay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a total uh, farce. And it kind of put me off the idea of... Well, I was never a big fan of wanting to be, like, super rich anyway. Because no. it does seem like a total just... waste of everyone's time. I just want to be able to edify anything I want. Yeah, okay, well, get this, guys. <laughs> if you live inside the M25, and guys, I recognise that's not many of you. Actually, I, I want to preface this with a, a little thing saying that it's very rare, especially these days, mm. to see Isaac genuinely excited. <laughs> and, uh, you know, especially in this horrible month of mortality oh goodness sandwiched Me as we are Jesus between the same month between birthday and new years the two divine <sighs> markers of death um it's very odd to see isaac get excited it's even more <laughs> uncommon for that excitement to be instigated mm. by an advert mm. and yet and yet there we were was. watching some sort of psychic man <laughs> who claimed that he could <laughs> discover where bodies were, despite them already being, like, known despite to everyone. Despite they'd already found, been found. Yeah. And, and where. Been and on being public information. <laughs> but don't worry about it. He is psychic. It's just that's, like, an incidental part of the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was there focusing on all the psychic powers it was using. And after that program came the adverts. Now, we've talked before about how I resent the very concept of an ad break, and it upsets me to my core. But what's this? I wonder if we should... Oh, we've already mentioned them. We should try and get them to sponsor us, though, is what I'm saying. Because this is just free advertising. There's this company, right? Anyone who has any business inclination, please get in touch and tell me how this can work as a concept. What they'll do, if you live inside the M25, which is most of London, that's a big area, and we're, like, pushing the limits of it already, they will deliver items to you, like grocery items, any time of day 24 7 within one hour with free delivery so there's no cost on top of what you order so the cheapest thing on there well actually the cheapest thing on there was (laughs) some clearly mispriced zero pence nappies (laughs) that we didn't we chose not to exploit 18 of them just yet but we will be but there was when you get back tonight (laughs) there's like a 35p yogurt so i could just sit there at 1am order a 35p yogurt someone has to like deliver it someone has to fulfill it to the delivering person unless they just call around and like has anyone got a yogurt <laughs> that's how it works they just have so many people that someone nearby must have a yogurt maybe like they've got everyone on there has just had a kid so now <laughs> are in like high yeah, supply like, just get rid of them <laughs> but yeah we tested it out uh, because i just didn't believe that it would work and there was a stumbling block in that our postcode is not accepted by any company under the sun so we always put in the tube station postcode because it's right nearby so we did that and i'd submitted it and it was like a fiver for a four pack of beer and a packet of skittles (laughs) it's one of those evenings but it was just to test it out and then within the hour it was less than an hour wasn't it 
bing goes our bell. Actually, it makes a horrible noise. It's quite upsetting. And there it was in a plastic bag with a little invoice. We'd been upgraded from the originally cheap beer to a better one because they didn't have it. So, and the beer on it said retails at £6.49. So we'd made £1.50 off this transaction. Like, how, how is that a sustainable model? How can they afford to advertise on TV? Do you think it's like some eccentric, rich grocery store owner? Maybe. It could be. Mr. Walmart's just going mad. Fucking loves it. Very strange. But anyway, we've got um, a literary bent to today's episode. Look, we both have degrees that are at least to some extent... Mm. uh, Useless. Yes. Yeah, and that's a large extent. No, sorry, I meant um, at least to some extent to do with English. Oh. Because yours is only half. That's true. You you had a half that was even more useless than that. Yeah, I would say it's about the same useless overall. Um, But, uh, yeah, we have these degrees in English. We thought... Um, We're not doing anything with them in our actual lives. Well, no, because I'm tutoring, which you'd think would require some knowledge, but it turns out all you have to do is just make things up for an hour. It's really quite helpful. Yeah. Um, But, no, so we we figured that we should at least exploit the tens of thousands of pounds of debt that we have from it. Oh, 48,000. <laughs> what about this? Because people might not know this. Okay? <clears throat> if you're an older listener as well, by which I'm saying, you know, like the generation above, baby boomer age, perhaps. Right. I mean, probably you're not listening in the first place. So well, fair enough. But if you are, what you may not realise about student debt in the UK and in most developed countries that are fucking us over in a big way, so basically anywhere that's not Scandinavia, Yeah, is that uh, my girlfriend, for example, has a, a good job. Like, she has a full-time job that pays well. It was like a grad scheme that you had to apply for, that loads of people apply for that she got. She's on, like, more money than either, probably both of us put together. Probably, yeah. <laughs> and um, she was checking out her, like, student finance thing. She was in the year after they did the changeover where it was, like, tripled the amount of fees you have to pay basically so it was nine grand a year yeah it's nine grand a year and that's just the base that's just the tuition yep. so it doesn't cost doesn't in- include the like accommodation maintenance loans and things like that anyway so she the way it's set up is that it's sort of like a tax in that it's just kind of deducted from your wage once you're earning above a certain amount so she was checking out to see like how much she'd paid off so far because she'd been at this job for over a year now like a year and a third or something so she was assuming that she'd made some progress well here's the thing (laughs) turns out that the amount that they take out by default unless you say i want to pay like 10 grand as a lump sum which no one can the amount that they take out is 150 pounds a month less than the interest that you're accruing on that (laughs) loan so she's actually like several thousand pounds more (laughs) in debt than she was before like what how is that a situation that anyone can be in because it's designed to keep you in debt it's just mad isn't it it's so transparent <clears throat> yeah yeah so anyway we're you know we're fucked but we thought that on this sinking ship that is our millennial life my favorite thing is um that uh like my dad when he kind of found out about the interest uh-huh. thing on the loans about and how much is going up um was like you you know you've got to try and do something about this and i was like well <laughs> what do you mean tell you there is nothing <laughs> but then he was like if i were you like if i were your age like we, we we'd be out on the fucking streets that <laughs> Re- rewinds like four years oh. 
or five years to when they announced the change. Do you remember? And people, everyone was did, inside, and there was day, the really. huge, enormous march on the streets uh, that turned into riots because no, nothing was done. Yeah, um, they were. My parents were furious. What's everyone complaining about? It's not going to affect anyone. <laughs> oh dear. I was like, this, this cannot be. There is an interesting like tendency to just, I don't know, decontextualize things like that because you see them as just a news event. It's a shame that it takes that much of a literal approach to like, I'm now going to be poor for my entire <laughs> life for people to realize the consequences of their voting actions. But anyway, here we are on a literary themed episode. And let if me we're tell in all you, this debt, what a show. Mm. Is it going to be a hell of a show? It's going to be a hell of a I show. I thought so as well. We're doing it in two parts. Yes. For us, it'll be one part for you. Yeah. Don't um, worry about it. I shouldn't have brought it up. I didn't mean to confuse you. We're discussing the nominees for the Bad Sex in Fiction Awards. <gasps> wow. Now, I'm sure everyone would have heard of it, but yes. in case they hadn't. Well, it's every year. I don't quite know who does it. I haven't bothered to, to look it up. Um, but there is an <clears throat> award given to the worst passage published that year mm-hmm. in fiction, uh, which is to do with sex. Yes. A description of a sexual encounter. Because someone, thankfully, decided that it was time that we addressed the fact that there are maybe two <laughs> decent passages in all of literature where people fuck. And other than that, it is all dross. Mm. And I, I I mean, we talked a little bit about it when we first pitched the idea of doing this as an episode. Um, and we're saying that it either it's that people feel the need to overcompensate Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about something that isn't traditionally literary. So what I'm going to do... Use all my favourite big words. Yeah, I'm going to really amp up the yeah. uh, pretension. Mm-hmm. We're going to get some, as you say, some big long words some in there. Lots of syllables. Mm. Uh, we're going to like win Scrabble. And we're going to create something that is totally removed from anyone's experience <laughs> of sex ever. I read a book not that long ago where that came to a sex scene and this author is like so bad at just anyone talking to each other <laughs> really good at describing like <clears throat> places uh really poor at describing interactions oh, so man. i was concerned Who's as i could this? tell that it was it's a travel writer that i've been reading a book Why are you of reading travel writers? because i'm helping one of my students to do a travel blog so i thought i'd do some research oh, that's good. i'm diligent i've been constantly telling everyone that I tutor for the language exam that there will 100% be a piece of travel literature on the exam because there always is. Every fucking year, there's someone's diary or someone's Why does anyone do travel writing unless they're Bill Bryson? Because it's just nonsense. Mm. It is bullshit and it's boring. And I've said to them that I I apologise in advance, but I I won't be talking about travel literature. Or helping you. Because it fucking (laughs) bores the shit out of me. You'll have to double my fee for that, mate. Um, But anyway, the way that they handled this encounter in a... I think they're in Tokyo or something and it was like they were talking about all the cultural differences and like how it increases the tension of like hooking up makes it all just uncertain and like oh is this okay 
and I mean, it was very stupid to begin with, but the way they handled the sex scene was like, she opened the door to her bedroom, dot, dot, dot. And then there were just eight pages of dots. <laughs> and then on the ninth page, it was like, the next morning. Oh, fuck <laughs> so it was literally like, page, page, page. Like, was it the book That's broken? So it was like so my Kindle bad. had fucked up, except <laughs> that my Kindle was a physical book. Very upsetting. That's the worst. That's. I mean, that's taking it to almost the next level. Yeah. We're like, oh, well, actually, we're going to go metatextual. It's pretty um, deep. We're going to let the, the reader fill in. This it's going to be gap. an acrostic that says we fucked. That's going to say we fucked so many times. Um, I mean, some people may know uh, that I think it was, was it last year? The, the, no, the year before, Morrissey won this. Oh, yeah, Morrissey of the Smiths. Um Singer's description of a giggling snowball of full-figured copulation helped uh, him gain dubious victory. <laughs> yeah. A giggling snowball on its own is a horrible, nonsensical image. Yeah. Um, the, the, um, the bit that I was looking for, the most horrific two-word phrase in the piece, and perhaps ever, was his reference to someone's penis as a bulbous salutation. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Pokemon. But again, like this is um move. This this goes back, yeah. But I it, it reminded me that one of not sex so much as do we remember when we did the episode about all of the dreadful uh writing in the eleven plus exams that yeah. I liked? It's the sounds same like stuff. Sort of it thing. sounds like clunky polluter. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's in that category. Um, where you've just removed all reference to what it is you're talking about. It's because you're like, your sense of context just diminishes with each time you look for a less common word on the thesaurus list. You're like, okay, uh, bulbous. (laughs) (laughs) Just anyone's guess. It's like going up, I suppose. And and I mean, it, it, so these entries tend to either swing towards that or people think, I'm going to be clever. I'm going to undercut the market here. I am going to go the complete opposite direction. Mm. And I'm going to be startlingly blunt about it. And that's really going to like hit home with people. People will be like, God, it's so real. But the thing is, is that it's not. Because no one on a regular basis, I don't think, has ever had blunt sex. (laughs) I don't think... Haven't lived. (laughs) I don't think that people are... Always saying things. Well, should we fuck then? <laughs> I, I can say for certain I've never said that in my life. Um, or, or they're just like overusing kind of sexual profanity mm. as this kind of like, yeah, we're like, you know, it's earthy, it's real, it's, mm. and uh, and those people are. <laughs> I haven't decided if I dislike them more, but I think I probably do. Yeah, I think because they are. Anyone who's trying to buck a trend and in so doing falls into an even more egregious trend deserves double the ire, I yeah. think. And also, like, they they haven't even tried to make any art. Yeah. I think in general, I was thinking about this before, like, it could be... I've, I don't think I've ever read a sex scene in a book that wasn't... It would not have been better off without. I can't think of many examples... Of a well-handled sex scene. I also can't think of that many examples of sex scenes at all in most books that I like. Yeah. And most of the books that I like are quite cliche, obvious classics. Yeah. So it just seems from that alone that most good writing doesn't bother describing 
what it's like to have sex. No. Because it's, they, they don't describe what it's like to like have a shower or go to the toilet. Like there are some things that are just glossed over in the same way that in TV, you don't follow a character to do their like. While they drive from place to yeah, place. Or to like blow their nose for three <laughs> minutes because they've got hay fever. There are some, there, there is an element of character development, but I don't think it's in the specifics of the act. No. Because it's very rarely relatable or relevant enough. Yeah. That someone like breathed a different way <laughs> three minutes in. You're like, well, okay, well, great. there you go. That's Anxiety. It, then. <laughs> Looks like Gatsby's going to hit her in a car. That's <laughs> not what happens. Um, so, should we jump in? Hmm. So, um, one of the things that I mentioned just before we came on air. Yeah. Uh, is do you remember that listeners is that it doesn't necessarily seem coincidental uh-huh. that all of the titles of these books are wank mm. and the names of the people who wrote them <clears throat> horrid horrid and unknown broadly so uh the first is from laurent binet okay uh and he i think yeah i would say so wrote a book called the seventh function of language the seventh, okay. Mm-hmm. Referencing, of course, the famous six functions that we... we they're too <laughs> obvious for us to go through. people with literary yeah. degrees know yeah. all about. Why even bring them up? Are we ready then? Yes. He tips her back and lays her on the dissecting table. <laughs> she takes off her skirt, spreads her legs and tells him, fuck me like a machine. <laughs> Hang on, now, who's the machine here? Is, he, is she saying, fuck me like you're fucking a lawnmower? I think, fuck me as if you were a of... machine. Right, now that's odd. She's into some sort of Robo-stick. kinky pornography, I think. She watched iRobot with a very different lens. Yeah, <laughs> with a Will Smith fetish and a room <laughs> Will Smith is just like, she just covers his face so she can only look at those pale robots. She only watches it from the bit where, spoiler, you find out he's part robot. <gasps> Um, so, I mean, at this point, we're, uh, I think we're tending towards the blunter side of yeah, things. Yeah, it is. And it that's is. cool, isn't it? Because that for a woman in a novel to say that, you know that she's like strong, independent. Yeah, you know that this was written by a... Yeah. Uh, oh, well, no, but someone who's so like, you know he's probably it, met a woman. Yeah. And like, has maybe spoke. Maybe. Well. I don't think he's ever fucked anyone like a machine. I think he's fucked a machine. Oh, I think he's only fucked machines. (laughs) Um, But I think what we might find is that uh, it possibly tries to have its cake and eat it. Oh, no. Fuck me like a machine. And while her breasts... I hate this phrase. (laughs) And this is is like a a phrase that I I have a feeling isn't his own. Mm. But... And while her breasts spill out. Ugh, spill. Like it's cake mix. <laughs> no, spill is so liquidy. <laughs> That's horrid. And while her breasts spill out. Of a Simon, Pyrex jug that she'd been wearing. Simon. You can't have a character in a... No one called Simon. Simon. <laughs> and they're called Simon. <laughs> begins to flow into her assemblage. <laughs> That's so horrid. That's like... It, to be fair, it continues the like the mechanical theme. But where if someone said "fuck me like a machine," I don't think like a, a factory God, assembly flow into her assemblage. <laughs> that just sounds like he's fixing the oil or something. Like he's checking that the hydraulics are working. It's like the least sexy part of machinery. Um, don't worry though, because 
if you didn't like that one, we've got a few more I kind didn't. of machine images oh, coming up. His Cog. tongue machine. <laughs> no. <laughs> tongue machine. Tongue hyphen machine. But that, that just doesn't mean his tongue. It means that he has a machine. A tongue machine. <laughs> he just whips Did he it get out. out of the drawer? <laughs> Hang on. Just hold your assemblage there, Margaret. I'm just getting my tongue machine. Look, your breasts just spinning all <laughs> oh, over oh, the place. You're making a dreadful mess. Where's the bounty? <laughs> his tongue machine slides inside her like a coin in the slot. And, the slot. And... <laughs> And here's another, and Bianca's mouth. Simon and Bianca. <laughs> no this one has never happened. Has ever fucked someone <laughs> called Bianca. Least of all on a dissecting table. Oh dear. Which also has multiple uses. What does? Bianca's mouth. Oh, I see. <laughs> Thanks That's for pointing that great. out. <laughs> I thought it was just for shoving it pie It spells into. air like a bellows. A powerful, rhythmic breathing. He doesn't know how breathing works if he thinks that your mouth expels air. Like, <sighs> like you just keep it all in your cheeks. <laughs> <clears throat> a powerful, rhythmic breathing whose echo, see, see, reverberates <laughs> in the pulsing blood in Simon's cock. Uh, why has it gone from... I? That's something I'm upset about as well. I am upset about it. So upset that I've lost capacity to speak. The fact that he thinks it's clever that it starts in all this like vague robot language and ends on cock as a very like short, precise, like almost violent word. How are we um, feeling about the blood pulsing? Um, I glossed over it quite quickly for my own safety. <laughs> Bianca moans. Simon gets hard. Doesn't moan always sound like, <laughs> just like, oh, come Fuck on, Simon. Fuck me Put like the tongue machine. machine away. <laughs> <laughs> Can hear me breath reverberating in the blood in your cock. Um, then it, it takes a weird turn that it, it, it feels like a kind of children's book. That's a shame, isn't Bianca it? Bianca moans. Simon gets hard. Simon licks Bianca. Bianca this is like teaching us breasts. English. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Biff and Chip yeah. and the magic key. Simon Which has opens a ball. the door the to the room that has all the out. tongue machines. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Bianca touches her breasts. The flayed men touches. get hard. What? The flayed men? Who are the flayed men? I don't know. I think it's probably a shit <laughs> reference to something because the next is... Gallienus starts to wank under his robe and Hippocrates... <laughs> What's happened to this? And Hippocrates sex? under his toga. No. See, see, Bianca grabs Simon's dick, which is hot and hard, as if hot. it's just come out of a of steel the forge, <laughs> and, and connects it to her mouth machine. This is, some of the, di- this is literally the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> this is so abysmally poor. Simon, I, I like that when they can't think of another type of machine, they just, just tag a machine. machine. Simon there. machine. Simon declaims as if to himself, quoting our toad in an oddly detached voice. The body under the skin is an overheated factory. The Bianca factory automatically lubricates her... The Bianca factory? Devonier sex. Ugh, oh, I hate when people use the word sex to refer to, uh, like, genitalia. His sex, her sex, it's the worst. Their mingled moans ring out through the deserted 
anatomical theatre. I thought it wasn't deserted. I thought we had all these old robed wizard men <laughs> wanking in the corner <laughs> with their hand machines. Dumbledore against the wall. <laughs> the Bianca 3000 <laughs> self-lubricates like a fucking conveyor belt of spilt breast. <sighs> this is That is the worst of them I've ever read. I do read these every year. Mm. And that is already... By far, that because there is no saving it. No, that, like, like you said, like, it oscillates between two extremes of the worst things that anyone could ever put to paper. Whoever this author is should be so deeply ashamed of just being published. I would, if I were them, go out to every bookshop in the world and just burn my own books. Solid. Tell me their name again. Laurent Binet. Right, I'm finding him. French as well, it sounds like. Fucking letting me down. <clears throat> the next entry is from The Destroyers by Christopher Bollen. Bollen? <laughs> Someone called Mr. Bollen sounds like he's <clears throat> going to have a subtle grasp. Well, let's see how that pans <laughs> out, shall we? I like that. It hasn't helped me that the opening line is someone saying, do me a favour. I can't know. Do, do me, me a, a favour, mate. Get your math machine. Do me a favour, she says as she turns. She covers her breasts with her swimsuit. The rest of her remains... Just? Straight. What? Yep. What's the image here? No. I, well, Where was the swimsuit? Hold on, okay. will you? She covers her breasts with her swimsuit. The rest of her remains so delectably exposed. That's bullshit. So she's just draped, I think, it over her breasts. Right. To the it's side. a one-piece. She's holding yeah. a one-piece sideways. Over her tits. Like a fucking yeah. sensor bar. <laughs> <clears throat> The skin along her arms and shoulders are different shades of tan, like water stains in a bathtub. That's not nice. <laughs> it's the most horrid. That's a really weird thing to why say. Why would you, like, for someone that's about to be fucked, why would you describe them so horrifically? Mm. Why would you describe them like a crime scene? She looked like that bit of scum you get around the toilet when you don't clean it enough. You know that bit in train spotting? <laughs> uh, her face and vagina... <laughs> You can't start you can't move from one to with other. those. Her face brackets. There's no. I don't care what comes next. There's hey. no similarity. Isaac, right. we could write one of these. <laughs> Isaac, uh, there's just no similarities between the face and the vagina. Is he about to try and suggest I, I, that there are? Her face and vagina are oh, are competing for my attention. <laughs> no, they're not. So I <laughs> stop it. So I glance down at the billiard rack of my penis and testicles. The billiard rack? What? That's the most unflattering description of your own self. Well, like, if he'd said the billiard balls of my, like... like, Or if he just said, I look down at my billiard balls... Like, but it would why been, would it just it would be, be? It would be it would be poor. But also, it makes sense. I doesn't have a penis. But like also, straight down. also, he's has he therefore described his penis as being made of balls? <laughs> have I got a clear image of what a billiard rack is? Isn't it where you? Isn't it like the uh, you rack the balls? Yeah, the triangle thing. Let's Let just, just make sure. Imagine if we looked and it did look exactly like, like a, a penis. cock and balls. Yeah, it is. It's the triangle yeah. that you put the. So what is he talking about? <laughs> How many balls are comprising this man's genitals? See, because I, I, I was thinking of it as as full, because the like rack them oh. up like it. So, so the he... rack is the triangle without the balls inside. Uh, well, I yeah maybe. So he's telling us that his cock is a giant like an, empty Toblerone square and balls. 
That's very upsetting. You should get that checked. Empty triangle of wood. <coughs> That's the worst thing. It's just wrong. Like it's, it's not even. It's not just bad. And it doesn't conjure imagery. like a mood, does it? No. <laughs> it's not like, oh, the heady days oh, of yeah. billiard racks. The kind of smoky room. Yeah, the it's low not lights. cool, is it? <clears throat> Let's not tell Charlie and Sonny about this. Let's leave Why them are out all of it. characters in bad fiction don't, named don't. so poorly? Let's not tell Charlie and Sonny about this. About us, sorry. Mm-hmm. Let's leave them out of it. You know how this kind of thing can become a telenovela for everyone else. Mm, that's very true. That's some wisdom at the end there. I'm moving on. <laughs> this one, I, I, I remember I read a bit of to you, and it, it does have my favourite phrase. Okay. This is from Mother of Darkness by Venetia Welby. So a woman now. Okay. Proving girls can do it too. Girls can be <laughs> shit at writing also. They lie beneath molten sunrise, head nestled in inner elbow, mould of muscle mingling flesh inner elbow. flesh, one body, soul within soul. Wow. Well, I mean, I don't hate that. It yeah. sounds like something that would be on the poetry anthology for GCSE. Yeah. It's not terrible, but I, it's I don't, so you can't good. go from inner elbow to soul within soul. No, it seems like you've missed a few steps. Yeah. The green grass curls around... Why say head. green? Pardon? Why ever say that grass was green? Don't worry about it. <laughs> For alliteration. Oh, the green grass. Right. Yes. I, I see. I'm, I'm going to assume her name is Tara. Yep. T-E-R-A. Sure. Around Tara's left breast as she curves her sleek physique around Matty's diabolical torso <laughs> like a vine. <laughs> diabolical torso. Sleek physique. Imagine if that was in your Tinder bio. Around <laughs> 24, looking for a laugh. Student. Diabolical torso. <laughs> Swipe right. Pictured here. Diabolical torso. Like, what, what possible could they mean? Like feeling are they trying to get across? Is it diabolically attractive? No. Is it an abomination it's before bright, man and God? Bright red and on fire. <laughs> That's just, why they had to specify, because the rest of the grass was charred. It's just leaking organs everywhere, spilling. Paralysed, complete, the marble statue of the lovers allows itself to be painted by the dawn's lurid orange spillage. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> why is everyone on about spillage? You don't paint a sculpture, do you? Only if it's like Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> she was like a Warhammer 4000 dwarf. <laughs> Her breast spilling out of her dwarven tunic. Dreadful. Shards of innocence. They lie in the sweet, sweaty chill of the morning light. Ugh. Darkened by the sun and dust. Yang curls around S-curved yin. A perfect fit. Dreadful. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that one, I mean, it was a lot more pretentious, but mm. I kind of, I respect that they gave it a go. Like, I think that was aspiring to be something Get rid of the a little torso, more delicate. Yeah, cut the torso. We don't need to know what colour the grass was. Maybe we dump the yin-yang thing because it's not, you know, 1970. We've kind of got over that. As a God Might Be by Neil Griffiths. <clears throat> the kiss was an order and a disguise. She pushed her hand into his jeans and felt for his cock. She was experienced enough to prepare for disappointment. <laughs> well, it's just... Not one. She's gone into his pocket by mistake. All she found was a packet of polos and a Twix and his car keys. Her tongue sought out his tongue and whipped around it, teasing it out. Do you think that people in writing have 
overstated the role of the tongue in I just think general drastically. Because if your tongue, tongue was machine. seeking out someone else's tongue... And whipping another one's out. Yeah, it's like you haven't moved your head. Ugh. It's like it just comes out like a big... Like the exorcist. Hubba bubba <laughs> uh, rolls yeah. of bubblegum that went on for metres and metres. Like those. One metre. Metres and metres. <laughs> Depends on when you stapled together. There was the taste of whiskey, the fresh basil from the salad. Ugh. Both <laughs> knew that from where they were standing, getting to the bed... Would be awkward. He Where were they his, standing? He still had his boots on. <laughs> Where were they? Do you think that it just means they were outside? Yeah, that's the end of the episode. They're going to try and well. jump. <laughs> one, two, three. They were in the pool. <laughs> <clears throat> that one was just nothing. Yeah, that was nothing. It was just an absolute absence of all mm. words. And they also technically didn't have sex. Okay, this one. Oh, this one is fucking Hard. long and it is pretentious as hell. Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. It's from, oh my God. (laughs) You look physically sick. The Future Won't Be Long by Jarrett Kobeck. Yeah, don't don't warm to it as a book. Do I have to do this? Yeah, okay. We made love and we had sex and we had sex and we made love. (laughs) But reader, again, I implore, mistake me not, I am not your Pollyanna. I am not your sweet princess. We fucked we fucked, we fucked, we fucked, we fucked, we fucked, we fucked in the effluvia of our bodies. We Ugh. fucked in the scent of it, in the sheer stench Ugh. of it, in the garden of our human flowering. Stained sheets, stained clothes, stained souls, stained <laughs> towels. Why do you <laughs> Why put towels towels after? After? <laughs> You can't nice just cadence. drop souls yeah. into there. Souls. Uh, towels. <laughs> yes, the towels are horrid. Fucked until my pussy ran dry and was rubbed raw. Fucked until the captain yowled outside my door, his grey paws smacking against the wood. Who's the captain? I'm assuming a cat. Fucked until John's daily erections withered into nothingness, unable to support a third or fourth condom. Fucked until the arrival of my period, pausing only until the heavy flow ceased, then fucking as John's penis turned cartoon red with my discharge. Fucked until <sighs> celestial bodies rotated on their axes and reversed course in the heavens. That can until be quite the quick, bed broke, the until the building itself became hypercharged with our orgones. Or orgones? Yeah, I don't, I don't even is. fucking know. No. I don't either care. No. All I know is... I just want it to be bullshit. over. <laughs> Our fucking was a pulsing wave, a holy burst... Why is always going about pulses? A holy burst of sacred geometry. No. A congress <laughs> of wonder. <laughs> <laughs> a congress of wonder. It what makes is it sound like a collective the, noun. Yeah, what is it the collective noun for? Isn't uh, it? Uh, owls. Isn't that a parliament? Oh, yeah. Let me have a look. A congress. I hope it's some animal that just is so... Congress of mongoose. <laughs> such a shame. It's not baboons, apparently. Who among the animals can form a congress? <laughs> Makes it sound like, like which Benjamin a... Franklin yeah. asks. <laughs> this one says baboons again. So let's, uh, let's go that. Put that on hold. Yeah. Um, I mean, that one tried to have its cake and eat it too. What I hate is when people think that it's clever or like we said at the start to it grounds it in realism to make it as disgusting as possible yeah because that's just not necessary is it no like no one needs that in their life who 
who's constantly fucking in the effluvia of their own sex? I don't know. I mean, I you'd know. move on I, to another you, area. What, you you? Do, you'd have a tidy up. Beds, you're only taking up so much. Yeah. You've got to sleep there as well. Unless we forget. Yeah. The head machine needs a rest every now and then. <laughs> got to have a little nap. Head Lucky machine part. needs to go into power <laughs> down. <though. laughs> Hibernation. Oh, it's just... That was my second least favourite so far. Sacred geometry... Sacred geometry is not even their phrase. No. That's like such an old thing to steal. A holy burst of sacred geometry. You don't have to say holy and sacred no. in the same... Only you, the only reason you would is if you didn't understand what either of them meant. You don't, you're not saying that Jarrett Kobeck might... I think Jarrett might be having needs to this. stick his oar right out of the whole process. I, I think Jarrett has never fucked anyone. I think he has, but it was only once, and the person exploded into a barrel of their own. <laughs> and they've recently come forward. <laughs> <laughs> How many have we got left? We've only got two left. Okay. Is it in any order, by the way? Are these just no? The these are just the nominees. Um, will we be able to exclusively reveal days after it was announced who won <laughs> a fortnight after yeah. the announcement? Yeah, of course we will. Okay. Um, War Cry by Wilbur mm. Smith mm. with David Churchill. Good time. You want two men to collaborate on a sex scene. Yeah. Just having a little read ahead. So you know so that I don't be sick. Okay. <laughs> yes. He said, taking the robe off her without the slightest resistance on her part and laying her down on the bed. Now, I don't like that. I don't think that you should Imply feel the need to say that she was consenting. Yeah. You'd feel like if you had written characters that warranted this sex scene, unless the point of this sex scene is that it was like the first time that they ever saw eye yeah. to eye that the consent would be like something that you would have like before it, you got to the robe taking off stage. Yeah. It, he shouldn't be trying to take off it, her robe unless he already kind of knew, yeah, knew that much. Enthusiastic. Um, like it should only really be a feature if she doesn't. Yeah. And that um, has kind of tainted the rest. Yeah. But also because it doesn't feel it, it's unnecessary for the characters. It feels like uh, Wilbur Smith and David Churchill are doing it because they're like, guys, what's about what we're about to write is okay. Yeah, don't, because don't this, worry about it. Because this character I've asked said David yes. Here, <laughs> or at least she didn't say no. Yeah. That's a shame, isn't it? I want to explore you. <laughs> like, like she's a cave system. Like Dr. Livingston and Mr. Stanley exploring no. Africa. No. Please, please tell me this character is not black. Because if so, that is that, a crime. I, we're reporting this already very well publicised book. That's atrocious. I don't know. I, I haven't got that far. He gave her a little kiss on the lips. <laughs> a Just a little kiss one. on the lips. But then his head moved down her body, following his... Just neck. his head, though. <laughs> Sounds like it rolled off. <laughs> Whee! His neck just extends. It's like a big Lego down. man. That it just clips Mr. Fantastic. Off. Dreadful. Moved down her body, following his right hand as it ran down... <laughs> as it ran down What's her breastbone. <laughs> and then around each of her breasts in turn. <laughs> fucking figure of eight. <laughs> Whee! Just doing a slalom. Like straight down. <laughs> so, so, so far, let's just picture this motion. His right hand is moving so, from her head what, downwards. What I've got the image of is he's kind of created a weird sort of uh, anatomical skelet, skelet trick. Yeah. What the fuck is it called? It's called Scalex Trick, as far as I remember. Scalex Trick. As far as I remember. Skelet Everyone tricks. says Skelet Trick. Yeah. But I think it's not. Let's find out. 
Skeletric. Okay. Isn't that upsetting? Because everyone remembers horrid... Skeletrics. Yeah. And it's a much better word. Yeah. Skeletric is impossible <laughs> for me to both remember and say. <laughs> he's created a, one of those tracks where the races are his right hand and yeah. his head. And his right ha- his head is behind. It's like just following one of those exercises where you like pat your head and rub your stomach. Like his hand's <laughs> doing this figure of eight and his head's just going up and down wildly. <laughs> Smashing into Look how dexterous I am! <laughs> this is just like Dr. Livingston and Mr. What Stanley. does he think they did in Africa? Well, I, I, think, we, I think we know what he thinks they did. Oh, dear. Um, they were not... <laughs> They were not large, but they were pretty. And in proportion <laughs> to the sleekness of the rest of fucking What a thing to say. It's just such a man it's such thing a, to like, say. I reckon they like nudged each other like, oh, oh get it's this. Like, there was, I think it was a tweet uh, last year that I saw that was, uh, why, why is all men writing women like this? And it was like, Sarah awoke and brushed her breasts as she stood up. She then titted boobily towards the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> cleavaged her way down. That's like, wrong. It's so good. Very accurate. Uh, the long flowing lines of a body that was naturally athletic, gifted with speed and strength, but still entirely feminine. Now, now wow. I'm worried. Now I'm worried Sexist. that she's black. That's what I thought. I, I, I thought you said, is he be. black? No, I think she is. They've clumsily made some sexist reference to the fact that she's athletic but yep. don't, still Na- feminine though athletic, don't worry but you can be both gifted with speed and strength yeah, I think this is a caricature <laughs> I, I, of a person of colour no, I think it, it can, what's the book no, called no no don't no I don't want to know <laughs> don't, we have to I don't want to know that I've it. been complicit in reading it oh, so we can look it up afterwards this is grim her nipples were a delicate shade of coral pink. Okay. Well, where we don't okay. have a definitive conclusion. No. Okay. It seems it, hopefully, mm. it might not. Oh, no. I've, I've lost it. Oh, that's a shame. We'll have to yeah. move on with our life <laughs> and never hear about it again. And they were standing up for him as proudly as little guardsmen on parade. <laughs> Who's ever, who has ever thought that much about nipples? And also, proud like little guardsmen is a really like... You do me well, fellas. Yeah, it's... But it's patronising to the guardsmen. It's creepy to describe someone's, like, body reacting sexually in terms of, like, proud little men. It's odd. Yeah. It's not... It's not sexy. No. It's not sexual. But why... If you had that thought <clears throat> while you were having sex, you'd be like, well, I'm, that, I'm, I'm never having home. sex again. <laughs> yeah. If everything that you did reminded you of proud little guardsmen, David Churchill, then maybe you just need to go and find a little guardsman. But why... To be your boyfriend. What about sex and writing it made them think that what people really want here is a simile about the nipples? Mm. That's the key. Isn't That's it? what, what like really on. cements this passage together. Oh no! <coughs> uh, oh dear! I think it gets very bad. Oh no! <laughs> here, for example, he whispered, taking her left nipple between his finger and thumb, squeezing it slowly, gently, just to the point where she gave a little gasp and arched her back. And then he ran the palm of one hand over that same nipple, <laughs> touching it as faintly, delicately as he possibly could, while his other hand squeezed her right nipple. He's making so it sound like a big game of bop it. So that she was engulfed <laughs> by two totally different feelings at one and the same time. Wow, totally different. This is, again, the, like, rubbing your head. Yeah, this whole thing sounds like a dexterity challenge in it's Crystal a Maze. drama sock warm-up. Yeah. Right, okay. So your <clears> left <throat> hand is like different motivations for each body part. Then, 
Also, did he preface doing all that by saying here? For example. Yeah. What? Why? Which makes it makes me worry that, I mean, he doesn't in this passage, but... We can assume. It, it makes me think that a, a bit further on, he's like, here, for example, the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> here is the church and here is the steeple. And here, I'm fucking you, but it's consensual. Let's remember, we put Let's that at the start. Well, she didn't say no when chucked I took her robe off. She did at the start. There was no visible... This isn't a race crime. This is just... This is, no, this is it's just, just a crime for... St- I mean, it's, it's just not a crime just, at all. Look, this is beautiful. I'm fucking pinching one tit and slapping the other. Me and David, may I say, we were hard as rocks writing this. <laughs> weren't we? Weren't we, old pal? Yes, yes, quite. Yes, yes. Remind me of everything I'd always wanted <laughs> when I went to Africa. When I went to Kenya, Rhodesia, back in the day. Game hunting I was, that's what we called it at least. Here, for example, I said. And then my left hand went up here, my right hand down there, and that. the best game of Twister you've ever played. I tell you, she didn't know what to think. Two completely different explorations of the continent. Of the same was. place. Bloody hell. Fuck's sake. Then, still working her right breast with his hand. Working? He lowered, not he lowered his head over her left breast and started playing with it. With his lips and tongue and teeth, sometimes kissing her skin, sometimes flicking the nipple with his tongue, then very, then very gently biting it, taking infinite care, infinite, wow, to apply just the right amount of pressure. I don't like that the three verbs we had here were working, playing, and flicking. Like, if you just took them out of context and were like, use a paragraph with these, most people would come up with like. Foosball. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> not a sexual encounter. No. Not an exploration. No. No. Horrible. <clears throat> Her hands were running through his hair and then stroking his back. And then as he brought his like head over her other breast, she moaned and shuddered with pleasure. Her fingernails tore at his skin and her yeah. buttocks began to writhe as the need for him took hold. Just her buttocks were right. Just the buttocks. Everything else. I don't think anyone has that much control. (laughs) The old twerking while lying down. What an art. Like, what I hate about this is um, it's clearly both of their attempts to publish something so that the women in their lives know. That like we do foreplay. We're experienced. Both lovers. of us, like me we, and David, we uh, we don't we don't just dive in. We're not like other men. We had a threesome together actually. No, we take, David. In, I mean, she left halfway through. But. I mean, <laughs> we take infinite care over the nipples, <laughs> don't you worry, love? And and let me tell you, all these all these women we've been exploring, they have loved it. I mean, buttocks three, writhing three, all over the. Three calf. minutes on the tits, and I tell you, what, they're fucking <laughs> half an hour later. For it. They can't wait to put the robe back on. <laughs> Scratching at our backs. Uh, positively, positively. In a good way. Yeah, you know, you know. That tearing of the you flesh that implies <laughs> familiarity. <laughs> the last one I think this is, just about got time to do. Uh, the, the last one this is um, from a book, <laughs> interestingly called Here Comes Trouble. Here Comes Trouble. By it's Simon, me trying to write a sex By thing. Simon Rowe. Spelled W-R-O-E. Wow. So that's my name. W-R-O-E, okay. <laughs> the, each one of these has a little like, like, header quote from yeah. the text that to kind of prepare you. Yeah. And the one for this is fucking incredible. Tell us when we get to it. Yeah. The details of what happened in that bed while engrossing have no business in this report. Well, leave it at that. <laughs> Simon, you've almost won my affection, mate. That would have been so much better. Nor is it certain that put into words, they would survive the imprisonment. 
But it is worth noting that when people shed their clothes, they lose certain trappings and conventions. A clothed body is always human or human-like. A naked body always animal or animal-like. Wow, what an original observation, he's, Simon. He's only been fucking animals. Oh, all over the place. Shaved chimps. This is what Livingston would have wanted. <laughs> Come back here. Look, if you read Darwin carefully, you know, between the lines... I mean, he's basically he's saying, saying it's, it's permission, it's, isn't it? <laughs> That's why the church tried to have it banned. The Pope wouldn't let it happen. He didn't want anyone knowing that his God would allow this. And sure, some safari keepers are old-fashioned. They think it's not the right thing. An but abomination. I tell you what, most veterinarians just slip them a tenner. Turn the other cheek, mate. <laughs> oh, the door's God. unlocked. Shut it! Shut the windows after you leave. Take five. <laughs> leave a little note of which ones you've been having a look at. Oh Only at close quarters, sorry, close quarters, is the full extent of a body's wildness revealed. Like when a bird gets trapped inside a house. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? That's a great image. I don't understand right. why Only he's trying close... to conjure. So it's only when you see it up close yeah. that you notice how kind of like wild. The body is. Birds are never further away from you than when they're in a the house. No, but like when there's a bird in your house. I know, but they're always trying to get away from you. They're not like right yeah, I know, in your but face. what I'm saying is that it's closer than if they were in the sky. But further than if they were just on, on the, the lawn. floor. Like the, yeah. all the pigeons I'm not saying, it's, I'm not saying it's a good image. No, I'm just shit. saying, I know what he's trying to say, even if he hasn't. He's also unfortunately captured already that sense of... Uh, trying to escape an alarm that doesn't necessarily set up a sex scene that you want to read. No. One is moved to not entirely human thinking. Well... One goes towards its animalness. Okay. Sometimes, during, he would think about where he was and feel a start of fright. the zoo? And feel a start... (laughs) Feel a start of fright at doing this in his father's place of work. Right. (laughs) Here we go. This is it. Strap in. Until he remembered his parents were in prison and couldn't catch him. (laughs) And this would fill him with relief. Oh, you. Imagine forgetting that so often. Uh, Also, we should say that it does never say he was fucking a human. It never even said that. Oh, does it continue? No. But he never said he was fucking anyone. But if it were I mean, saying he, he clearly, fucked anyone, clearly it was, was a bird. It was definitely <laughs> it was certainly a, a bird that flew into bird. his house. A great big ostrich. <sighs> wow. So that's that. And um, which one won, do we know? It was the... Good job, I just closed it. Oh no, I was doing a little drum roll and everything. Oh, I know. Like you you did have it up. Winner. It was the... What's his name? It was, the, it was a shit one. It was the billiard rack one. Was it? Yeah. He wow. won, I think, for that oh, line yeah. alone. Christopher Bolland's phallic... Look at his fucking face. To be fair, he looks like a man who probably does have a billiard rack in his trousers. Yeah. Um, Let's see. An over-enthusiastic attempt, this is The Guardian, to, quote, describe the familiar in new terms, which led to the male genitals being portrayed as an anatomically confusing billiard rack, (laughs) has won the American author Christopher Bolland the Literary Review's annual Bad Sex in Fiction Award. Bolland's The Destroyers, a literary thriller that Jane Kinney said, quote, invokes the shades of Lawrence Durrell and Graham Greene. No. No. <laughs> Beat titles by the best-selling Wilbur Smith and the award-winning Laurent Binet to the prize. Judges Sorry? said... Award-winning. Award-winning yeah. Laurent That's the Binet. Person. That's the machine person. Let's look them up as well. Judges said they were persuaded to give Bolland the award by a scene in which the protagonist Ian and his former girlfriend are rekindling with their relationship on the island of Patmos. 
and then it reads about it just describes what happens I want to find out if they've interviewed him for they must surely he must have a quote surely um no they I didn't refuse to comment he refused to That's comment weird so mad he didn't want to have his own say on why he thought billiard racks I hope that he genuinely Lauren did Binet looks like a cunt yeah oh god he does I hope he does think that was normal and that getting this award has just woken him up to like go and have himself checked out for the first time. God, yeah. Maybe that's why he didn't comment. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh no, his life has been changed at home. He won, he won an award for his novel called HHHH, but the third H is into capital letter. Oh, his lowercase. Yes. A debut novel of French author released in 2010. Wow, it does look good, doesn't it? It's about Himmler and everything. Oh. So there we go. I mean, takeaways are as follows never write a sex scene unless you are already definitively incredible yeah unless you've won enough awards and a not lauren binet awards not not for a book that is just the letter h four times one of them wasn't capitalized though that's true that is art Um, just don't bother because the amount that you can it's the ultimate example of the show don't tell thing because in telling us the way in which your character's fucked Uh you are just trying to hammer down people's mouth machines. Yeah. Uh, knowledge that we could otherwise get from we all much know. more literary. Yeah. Character. Like, it, like you said, it, it's about what you, what, what's important here and the physicality, like the literal blow by blow. hand. Blow by blow. I like See? it. You could be the new Binet, oh, I say. Thank you. All you have to do is go and fuck a few factories. That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> go and get hang my out in a laundry and see what makes you feel. Um, is that it's 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 the character element that's important, or it's you know how this is affecting them. You know when when you have a scene where someone's eating a meal, yeah, like and even that happens rarely. But as an example, it's he about lifted his left hand like Doctor Livingston. You don't describe. Did. He chewed, crunching his teeth machines together <laughs> to flatten the food into a paste before swallowing it. The dinner was scent was stench was an effluvia <clears throat> concocted upon the plate of his own life. The anticipation of peristalsis. Eat. Palpable. Ugh, that's horrid. Yeah. Ugh. So it's more about, you know, what was important to them? Why were they there? What's, yeah. How were they feeling? This is why it's I the, think the only, the only two good examples I can think of are, unfortunately, Lolita. <laughs> like all well, of the references yeah, I guess to sex because in it that. never happens. Yeah. Like which is obviously the only way to handle it. In yeah, a book that's about a paedophile. Yeah, but it, it's like there enough that you. It's there enough that it's incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, and he discusses like the reason it's considered good. I assume is because it's all ramification. Like it's yeah. all about the psychological impact it has on. Yeah, exactly on the girl, and, and not about like trying to titillate people with through ooh, horrible machine what language. What I did was a fucking. What like, it was like, mate. Um and. Don DeLillo, mm. who in a couple of instances uh, in in his books has sex scenes, but they're good because he 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 sort of like He's he gives you writer. he gives you the the kind of disrobement bit at the start, so you know what's going to happen. Then just tells you how sad everyone is, for that <laughs> and then at the end is <laughs> That's like my experience. And then at the end is like, oh, they're all quite sad. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, and then she left. <laughs> there's a great bit. And then he was even sadder, would you believe? There's a great bit in like his new book where that like the two characters literally do not speak to each other, haven't ever before. And then it's like, so she, uh, yeah, she spoke various languages during, and then she left. <laughs> Let me tell you, 
he didn't feel all the better for it. solitude. <laughs> so that's our message at That's a Shame. Unless you're dead Nabokov or Don DeLillo, just probably don't bother too much. Yeah. We're going to continue with some Harry Potter stuff, but Declan has to go, so we're going I to do. pick this up later. But the time will just elapse for you momentarily. And oh my God. What? We could use Ollie's harp transition. Yes. Wouldn't it be nice, nice rather, it be nice? if we could just like, if we could just all lie, like, down, together all lie down together and dream, and dream of what if Harry Potter were written Potter were... by a robot? It's Isaac's future. Now, the thing about Harry Potter <laughs> is if it were written by robots, yeah. it would be too good. Yeah, for, to follow um, up that kind of material. Yeah, exactly. It's nothing to do with the fact that like I just poorly scheduled this evening and now I have to go out because I'm going to go and see nothing Star to do Wars with that. Nothing to do with, nothing to do with me oversleeping. None <laughs> of that. That's all by the by. Forget about that. But the good news is this: next episode, fifty six. Fifty six. God, that's going to be a good one. Oh, hell of a show! I'd say so. That's going to involve all of that Harry Potter material. Exactly. Don't go looking it up in the intervening period and ruining <laughs> it for yourselves. We like to stay relevant. Maybe some Danielle as well, because we promised some of that. Wow. And we? an update on my revenge story. Yes. I just got an email that updates it oh, seconds good. ago. Incredible. So stay tuned for that next week. Declan has something from... He's just been out to tutor and back in the intervening period. In that quick harp melody. Mm. More on which later. Yes. Uh, I I went out, tutored, and came back. But um, while I was tutoring, I had to read this text. And um, as I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. um, all the language papers include some sort of travel material. And lo and behold, we're doing a language paper. He turns up with it, and it's about British climber Matt Dickinson with his team. Great. but I thought it relevant, not just because it's travel literature, but because... He has bad sex on the top of a mountain. is some of the worst writing I've encountered. Great! Um, and, and this, this is, is what's the... being given to children mm. to teach them. So it's no wonder none of them can write with yeah. sexing. Not, not children. That <laughs> not that they're doing the writing, Declan hastens to add. <sighs> Goodness me. Um, I'll just pick out some, uh, some <clears throat> choice phrases. At 5,360 metres, ba- oh, it's called, the, the section is called the death zone as well. The death zone. It's about climbing Everest. Wow. At 5,360 That's very insensitive because my uncle's dad died climbing Everest. Not very insensitive though because you don't really care. Very insensitive. <laughs> at 5,360 metres, base camp is a cheerless place at the best of times. But once the sun has dipped beneath the surrounding ridges, it is like living... <laughs> set, you mean? It is like living in a freezer. <laughs> what a great thing to say about snow. <laughs> living somewhere cold. It's like living in a cold place. Yeah, it's mad. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, my uh, Well, he describes the wind as a bullying force. Okay. White wall of snow. Ever heard of that before? A white wall of snow. Interesting. Yeah. So the um, colour of snow, the wall made of snow was. The night that faced them was a night from hell. Wow. Was it? Imagine popping down your pen after that. Now, is that night with an N or with a K? Because if it's a K, <laughs> this death zone's really hotting up in a big way. I wish it had been. Spice things up um, I mean, imagine putting your pen down after that and thinking, there's yeah. a nice original that's image. That's good, actually. Because hell, you know, that's like the biblical sense and I'm trying to conjure. That's deep. And it's very high. Oh, it's... Ooh. 
But no, 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 no but because no. it's like a paradox. Oh, if I all see. else fails, just say it's a paradox. That's like juxtaposition or something. It's something like that. Something Don't worry like about that. it. However, my least favourite sentence in the mm-hmm. whole thing um, <clears throat> was thus: If Shiva, the Hindu god of destruction, mm-hmm. and Nemesis, the Greek goddess of the retribution, at Alton Towers, <laughs> had joined forces, they could not have done a better job of devastation than nature itself did on that day. Wow. That's really undermining the power of both of those exactly. gods, isn't it? I mean, it was nice for an example of hyperbole. Yeah. But as an example of writing... Poor. A more cumbersome image I could not conjure. Must try harder, <laughs> Dickinson. Look, we've got some emails to close out. By some, I mean, we do one. have two, but I'm only going to read one this week because I like to kind of meet them out with relevance. Don't forget, tassatshame.city. Share your thoughts, questions, feedback, all of that. Ollie has been in touch. This is Ollie that we've talked about Ollie in the last episode that got in touch after episode 50, was it? Mm-hmm. Used to live with him in first year. You callously dropped t- out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> Only to enthrall him back. Look, I feel that words. it was uh, both our faults. Well, you know. You know, six I don't of one, see you emailing dozen him. of the other. That's what I said. Well, when he does a podcast, <laughs> I will email. I hope he's got like the world's <laughs> he top podcast. <laughs> Hi, it's Ollie here on Harpcast. <laughs> Uh, subject blank no subject here I was recently thinking that it's a shame you don't have more cheap sounding sound effects on the show he hasn't had the blocks for his project (laughs) (laughs) so I've recorded you some just in case you ever need to illustrate a flashback a dream a shocking revelation a cliffhanger that would have been good for the Everest bit we could have got a pun and a sound effect two for one for all your bespoke heart needs, Oliver. And then he sent us a link to the Google Drive folder wherein there were two harp files. You'll have heard one earlier, that dream sequence. Don't go thinking that was me. No. I, I don't even know Talentless to on the harp. look at a harp. <laughs> I don't know what I mean by that. I, I'm enjoying the idea that I now that we've got these, mm. I'm going to attempt to quite convolutedly introduce a flashback element to <laughs> every week yeah. Declan's corner where he just <laughs> remembers something from the day before I guess the whole episode is flashback in a way because if we're ever describing events right so should... replace that opening music look say I was singing at home with harp sounds aplenty and I wanted to you know forward them out jettison them like the load from Apollo 13 into our lives not the load from Apollo 13. That's never come near me. Not. But close. Yeah. Yeah, no, near. Okay, well, near. got it. Yeah, it's yeah. a paradox. I... Think about it. It's clever. It's like a night in a freezer. It in is. space. From hell. <laughs> anyway, how would I send those across? Well, as you mentioned earlier, you could email tass at shame.city. Now, we mentioned before, mm. tass. It's only got the one S. Just the one. Yeah. Don't go sending it to anywhere else. That'd be preposterous. So, tass, T-A-S, at shame.city. Yeah. That comes straight through to I us. I get a little notification that yeah. is so closely linked to an endorphin hit that <laughs> I really need you to start saying. If you could please step up to the mark, guys. Look, you all got on board after episode 50. That was nice. But come on, it's been waning. We're not even at 60 Goodness yet. Goodness me. Um, <clears throat> you could also get in touch with us uh, via the website. Oh, similar process. shame.city. That's the one. Shame.city slash contact that's got a form that'll just Forms send you straight all. through what about twitter at that's a shame cast no that's we haven't got, got about twitter it. No, oh we deleted it oh no no you're no, right we, we do, do have twitter sorry. i'm at isaac bd you're at cynical declan and the show in case i spoke over it, as i definitely did is at that <laughs>
A blub. <laughs> Add to that to Shamecast. That's Spelling optional. What else do we have? Shame.city slash mail. That's a mailing list where we send out all kinds of oddnesses every so often whenever they pop into our heads. Give us a review. Oh. Shame.city slash review. Five stars, please. <laughs> Not please, only. Five stars only. And of course, if this show brightens your life in even the slightest of senses, patreon.com slash shamecity is a great way to give back. Here's the thing. we were I've had on my to-do list, as I just tweeted a few hours ago, Patreon made some changes to how fees worked and basically it fucked you, the patrons over in a big way. It meant that you were paying like, I think it was like a three dollar fee or something. It was, well, it was a lot. If you were originally pay, pledging a dollar, you'd have ended up paying like close to a dollar fifty. And there was a lot of backlash. I was going to message being like, we don't support these changes. We'll understand that if you drop out, but they recanted. So I don't have to send it and we're not going to lose any of you, are we? At all. And in fact, we are only $9 away from going back to two episodes a week. That'll be Wednesdays, Sundays, the next Wednesday. So that's twice as many as we're doing now. Yes. So would you then have to pledge? Don't go thinking you have to change the pledge, although you can if you'd like. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying is that that pledge that you're giving already would go twice as far. It is double or nothing. Actually, it's not nothing. It's double or (laughs) single, which is a lot less catchy as a concept. Anyway, look, this has been episode 55, part two, as it says over there, but part one for you, the only part. I've been Isaac, you've been... I've been Declan. And we'll see you... (gasps) On Wednesday. Next time. Not Wednesday. Sunday. Wednesday, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) See you then. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, oh Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Wherever I wander. For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you.
necessities of life will come to you. Come to you.